I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 2. This is, you know, this is such a great story, such a great passage. You know, we've all heard this story many, many times, I'm sure. And it's a powerful story. It really, really is. Um, you know, about this, about this lame, paralytic man who couldn't get into the house where Jesus was at, right? And so they tore up the roof and, and took him down in, right? And, and that's the story I want to talk about this morning. Mark chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 12. It'll be on the screen if you want to follow that way. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It says this. When he entered Capernaum, again, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no more room, not even in the doorway. And he was speaking the message to them. What is the message? The message of the kingdom. Okay, the kingdom message. All right. He's delivering this message there is, it's, it's, it's packed, jam full, standing room only. Okay, can you just imagine looking in this room right here where it would be like everything was so tight up to this point right here of people. People all around, sitting on that bench, sitting in all the chairs, squeezing in tight, standing in the back, so much so that you couldn't even walk into the doorway. That's what the Word of God says, right? That's how many people were there. It's amazing. Verse 3. Then they came to him, bringing a, a paralytic carried by four men. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above where he was. And when they had broken through, they lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying. Now, now look at that. that man, this, was, this is crazy. The four men... Didn't need a healing. But they did what it took for their friend to receive a healing. My God. That they literally worked manual, physical labor to remove the roof on the house to be able to lower him down in there. My God. You talk about faith. That's faith right there. I mean, you're not going to sit there and tear open a roof and do all that work if you don't have the faith to believe for that person to be healed. They had some faith, amen? Hallelujah. Verse 5, seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away, Jesus understood in his spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves and said to them, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk? Verse 10. But so you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralytic. I tell you, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. Immediately, in verse 12, I love this. Immediately, everybody say immediately. Immediately, immediately. come on. It wasn't some time after, it wasn't a few minutes later, it wasn't after a couple hours when he felt like it. Immediately, it says, he got up, picked up the mat, 
and went out in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astounded and gave glory to God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. If you're taking notes this morning, the title of today's message is Dauntless Faith. Dauntless Faith. Hallelujah. Dauntless Faith. Father, we receive your word right now. And we thank you, Father God, that in this room, this very moment, And those that may hear this at a later date, I pray, God, that you would increase their faith. That we would go from regular faith, just a little bit of faith, small faith, God, to big, dauntless faith. We thank you, Father God, for giving us the faith like those men had for their friend. Faith to do whatever it takes to receive the miracle. Faith to believe when nobody else could. Faith that was greater than even the one that was going to receive the miracle. God, give us that big of faith in the name of Jesus. So we thank you for your word. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Dauntless faith. Everybody say, dauntless faith. Dauntless faith. Now, it's important to understand... That faith is always present tense. You don't have faith for what happened behind you. Okay, you have faith for the right here, right now. Okay, now you can have faith for what's to come, but faith is for the right here, right now. Okay, and if if, if you're talking about something that's gonna be, that's not faith speaking. Okay, faith never says. Maybe one day I'm going to be healed. Faith doesn't talk like that. Faith doesn't say, maybe, you know, in the future I'm going to, I'll finally get, you know, that financial miracle or breakthrough that I need. That's not how faith talks. Okay? Faith speaks in the right now. Okay? I am healed right now in Jesus' name. I receive that financial miracle right now in the name of Jesus. That is how faith talks. Faith talks in the right here and the right now. In the present tense, present day, present situation, present hour. Faith rises up and speaks within you. Amen? So faith is present tense, which helps us to understand that faith knows that it's already done. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, isn't that good? Faith already knows that it's already done. That's why we say you got to tap into faith. you got to step into faith. you got to believe in faith. It's because faith already has it taken care of. All you got to do is step into that faith and start believing so that you can receive it. Amen? Come on. That's how faith works. Hallelujah. So how do we know this to be true? Well... Because the faith that God gave you is His faith. That's what it says in the Word. He gives you His faith. This is not something that you have to try to scramble and find from other people or try to come up with your own self. 
Come on. He gave you God's faith. You've got God's faith. Amen? Come on. And, and that's a big kind of faith. Hallelujah. That's faith to receive and believe absolutely anything. That's why the Word of God says, Ask anything in my name. And what? It shall be done. Shall be done for you. Ask anything. Why? Because you're stepping into the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. Faith to believe and faith to receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So you've got the same faith-filled power and you got the same faith-filled language that even God had when he created the universe. <laughs> wow. Think about that. When God, full of faith, spoke the universe into existence... And how much faith it may have taken. Now, I know he's God. He can do anything. But how much faith you think that that compares to, you have that much faith within you. You have enough faith to speak to any situation and create something new out of it. Come on. If God can speak to nothing and create the world and the universe that surrounds it, and he's given you his faith, come on. You have enough faith to speak to any situation that may look one way, and it can completely transform and begin to look a whole other way. You can speak into something that you think is dead, gone, dark, broken, whatever. You can speak existence into it, and it can completely transform. Because you have God kind of faith. You have power faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Now how many of you know that that kind of faith will do big things? It will do big things for you. That kind of faith will take you to new heights. That kind of faith will elevate you and help you to soar above and beyond. Hallelujah. That's a big faith. That's a, that's, a, that's a glorious faith right there. So we have big faith. The exceedingly. The abundantly. Come on. More. Come on. More than we can what? Ask or think. That's the kind of faith that we have. And this is what I'm talking about this morning. You have got to be dauntless. You've got to have dauntless faith. What is that? What is that movie? I couldn't think about it um, when I was writing my message. But what is that movie? It's got all of these groups. Is it the? Um, uh, but one of the groups is the Dauntless group. They got Dauntless, and they've got the other ones. They got like the ones that are really in, uh, intellectual. They've got all these. Uh, ins, uh, no, Divergent, Div Divergent uh, movies. I don't know if you've ever seen the Divergent series. Um, I, I like them. They're good. Um, but one of the groups that exist in their created world, if you will, is the Dauntless group. When the main character decides to go be a part of the Dauntless group, the first thing that they do is they jump off of a moving train that's going very fast onto a, a building that's elevated really high up, okay? And there's a gap and a space between the train and the building. And they are running full speed, jumping, right? And landing onto the building, right? 
It's a dauntless move. It matches exactly who this group is. And the main character is like, you know, thinking, oh, my God, I can't do this. You know, what the heck? You know, what did I sign up for? You know, but it took a dauntless move to become a part of the dauntless group. Right. And then they immediately go from that to walking them into the middle of the same building that they just jumped onto. And they have to jump. They just have to jump free fall into this giant hole. Okay, that takes them all the way down. Now, they don't know that at the bottom that there's a net that's going to catch them, but there is. But it takes this dauntless kind of faith, if you will, this dauntless kind of, uh, uh, of hope uh, that I'm going to go wherever they are all going and I'm going to be okay. Hopefully there's something down there that's going to capture me and, and, and help me and I'm not going to get hurt. Right. And, and that's the kind of faith that I'm talking about today. Faith to say that I can sprint on the, on the top of a moving train and run and jump onto a tall building, you know, and go over a gap and land and not be hurt and be okay and, and you know, and God, because God is on my side. That's the kind of faith that we got to have, okay? In other words, we don't have time for sissy faith. We don't have time for weak faith. If you're going to have some faith, you might as well have some dauntless faith. Faith to say, you know what? I can jump off of this moving train onto this building. That kind of faith. Faith to believe in the big things. Faith to believe for something that you might not quite understand, but because your faith is so big, your faith is so strong, hallelujah, you know that you're going to make it on the other side. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. So you have got to have dauntless faith. What does this even mean? If you're taking notes, the definition of dauntless, straight out of the dictionary, okay? Straight out of the dictionary. This is not something... That's in the Bible, but this is what dauntless literally translates to. It means incapable of being intimidated. Oh, my God. I know, right? Dauntless. Incapable of being intimidated. And you can put comma. Fearless. Because that's what it also says in the dictionary. Fearless. Incapable of being intimidated and fearless. Okay? Now, we know that the opposite of faith is what? Fear. So if you're going to have dauntless type of faith, that makes you be fearless. A fearless type of faith. A faith to believe and a faith to receive that has no fear attached to it. Because how many of you know... We will have faith for something, but then there's this hidden little thing that's like, well, what if it don't happen? What if it doesn't come to pass? I believe it. I know God can do it. But then we have those thoughts that cross through our mind, right? Come on, we've all been there. We've all experienced this, right? And, and that's fear creeping in. But dauntless faith, you cannot be intimidated by fear. And you cannot be intimidated by the enemy or any of his demonic forces or powers of darkness that would try to creep in and take away the faith that you have. So you're telling me that you can have the kind of faith that isn't moved by anything? You better believe it. When we, when we say and when we preach, you know, you can have immovable faith. Your faith cannot be shaken. Your faith cannot be moved. That sounds really, really good in the moment. 
But when you're going through something, you're like, well, wait a second. If he can give me faith, <laughs> and, and it's immovable kind of faith, it it's, can't be moved, it can't be shaken, it can't be broken, but yet I am experiencing this right now. I'm going through this right now. I'm feeling this right now. I don't feel the kind of faith that they're talking about. But the dauntless kind of faith that can rise up within you says, even though everything else is shaky, I will remain firm in the faith that God has given me. Amen? And I am not going to be moved by what I see, not moved by what I hear, not moved by what I feel, and I am certainly not going to be intimidated by anything, but I am going to allow faith to take its course. So come at me, devil. Right? Come at me, devil. You can't intimidate me. Come at me, enemies. You cannot intimidate me. Right? Come on, y'all. This is the way it works. So see, if you're truly going to recover all, if you're really going to take back everything, like we talked about last week, then you have got to get fear and intimidation out of the way and have dauntless faith. You, you're going to have to start waking up in the morning and saying, God, give me dauntless faith today. I don't want just the faith that I had yesterday, but I want dauntless faith today. I want bold, you know, bold, 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 strong faith today in the name of Jesus. That's what we got to be praying. That's what we got to be walking in and asking for right there is dauntless kind of faith. Here's a lame paralyzed man in need of an absolute miracle cannot walk probably incapable of doing anything for himself think about that can't go to the bathroom by himself can't do a lot of things by himself and is in need of constant assistance due to his situation And they hear, who is they? His friends. I would assume that these are his caretakers. These are his close friends that are with him all the time. The ones that, the ones that you know, bring him his lunch, bring him his dinner. The ones that clean him up. The ones that help him out, okay? They hear, not the paralyzed man, they hear that Jesus is in town. They have enough faith to believe for their friend. And they find this place. This little home. Probably dirt floor. No furniture. Jam packed full of people. And you know what kind of people that were there? Religious people. It wasn't faith people. It wasn't followers. It was actually religious scribes and Pharisees. That were filling that place. Why were, they, why were they there? They were there to intimidate Jesus. He was there speaking and they were there to try to, to, to twist his words and to do this and do that. Do all of these things to try to prohibit the move of the kingdom that was happening at that time. And it was so jam-packed full of religious people that these four guys carrying their friend couldn't even get into the house. So what do they do? They have dauntless faith. Dauntless faith comes up. Dauntless faith 
begins to get, you know, get excited and stirred up and, 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 and that kind of believing type of faith and for that moment. And they tear up the roof and they lower the man in. you got to catch this now. The Bible, listen to this. this the, the, when I got this revelation, it completely changed the way I see this story now. you got to capture this revelation today. The Bible never says that Jesus saw the man. It says that Jesus saw their faith. Mm. My God. He don't see you for your problems. He doesn't see you for your situation. He was not moved by the fact that there was a paralytic being lowered on a mat. Come on. They were still on the roof. He was coming down into the house. His eyes never went on the man's problem. His eyes went on the people's faith. Oh, my God. When God says, oh, ye of little faith, it's because he sees your faith. He's not paying attention to you and your problems and your situations or the good things and all the great things that are going on or all the bad things that are happening. He's paying attention to your faith. He's seeing where is your faith in the midst of this situation? Where is your faith in this storm that you're battling right now? He did, he did not care. He's standing there probably in the middle of this place and above him, dust and junk is falling on him. He keeps teaching. He's not moved by the situation because we already know he knew exactly what was going on anyways. He's all knowing. He, so he don't care. He's gonna get, you know, everybody's like trying to, you know, they're looking up like what the heck is going on and Jesus just keeps on teaching. You know, big old things of dirt and, 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 you know, clay or whatever is falling down right in front of them and landing on them. And they're probably like, what the heck is going on? And Jesus just keeps teaching the word, teaching the word. And then can you just picture this? All of a sudden, a man, they op open up this big old gaping hole in the ceiling. And all of a sudden, these four guys, all right, here we go. You know, and, and they start lowering him down on this mat into this house. And Jesus even though this man is coming right there before his eyes, in the midst of his teaching, never stops teaching. He never stops. He keeps on going. And he never looks at the man. But he looks up into that hole as the man is being lowered down. And he doesn't see the four men, but he sees the four faith. Four of their faith. He sees it. And because of their faith, they had dauntless faith. Because of their faith, God, God chose to not just heal the man, but to forgive the sin. My God. My God. It, it goes from one thing, from one level to a whole nother level. And the scribes and the Pharisees and the religious people are saying, well, why did you just say his sins are forgiven? You, you're not God. Little do they know. Little do they know. And right there before their very eyes, as soon as they say that you don't have the power to forgive of his sins, he tells the man, get up and walk. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the eruption that took place in that house? <laughs> 
all of the people that were just gathered so tight, sitting all around Jesus, began to stand up and say glory to God. The Bible says that they were so astonished that they all began to say glory to God. I mean, they stand to their feet and they're like, oh my God, the, the very man that we were here to criticize and ridicule, the very man that we just said couldn't do what he just did, now healed this man in front of us because of their faith up there. Not even the faith of the man, but because of their faith. And completely transformed every single person that was present in that house. <laughs> See, that's what dauntless faith will do. It's not what Jesus did for him. Come on. It was the faith that they had for their friend that changed everything for every person in that room. Listen, the faith that you have can change the situations that you're around. You can be in an impossible situation, not you personally, but you can be near an impossible situation. And because of your faith, it can change that for somebody else. Woo! Let alone what God can do for you. But he's saying you've got to have dauntless faith. Woo! Couldn't it be that Jesus isn't interested in what you're lying on? He don't care about the mat that's holding you bound to your problems. All he cares about is your faith. Your faith. Listen, God is looking for a church that has dauntless faith. A faith, come on, and we don't fear nothing. Not, not a thing. We don't fear nothing. We have dauntless faith. Come on, tell your neighbor, I ain't got no fear. But I do have dauntless faith. Come on, look at somebody. Turn around if you have to. Just make eye contact with someone and says, I don't have no fear, but I do have dauntless faith. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. Let's get into depth with this now. I want to give you three principles to having dauntless faith, okay? And these three things I believe are going to I'm going to be, help you and, and really, really teach you, okay, today. So, so number one is this. We're talking about three principles to having dauntless faith. Number one is this, is that you must live by faith. Now, I know that sounds simple. I know that says, oh, well, you know, you, you've been talking about that. We, you know, I get it. No, no, no. You must live by faith. By faith. Not just live in faith or live with faith, but you got to live by faith. In other words, everything that you do has to be wrapped around faith. Everything that you do is in faith. Listen, you cannot live in the kingdom apart from faith. You can't. You cannot say, God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in my life, but yet you have no faith. The kingdom doesn't operate without any faith. Because the very way that God intends for you to live is by faith. It's by faith. You can turn this mic down a little bit, then I can hold it up a little bit closer. I won't be so. There we go. But he's, he intends for you to live by faith. Amen? So watch this. Citizens of the kingdom are faith-living citizens. When we talk about God's kingdom, okay, and we talk about operating in the kingdom of God, 
you are an automatic citizen of the kingdom of God. But citizens in the kingdom of God are faith-living citizens. Okay? We live and operate by faith and by faith alone. Amen? I want to read Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Look what it says here. Romans 1, 17. It says, For in it God's righteousness is revealed from faith to faith. Okay? So right there, before I even go any further, you, you don't just stop at one level of faith. But you can go from faith to faith to faith. In other words, your faith can become greater and stronger and better than it even is right here, right now in this moment. The, the faith that you walked in here this morning with, can actually you can actually receive greater faith by the time you leave here today. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous. That's sons and daughters of God. That's kingdom citizens, okay? Citizens of the kingdom of God. That's us. That's you and I. But the only way that we can be citizens, the only way that we can live righteous is if we live by faith. Righteousness comes by faith. You know, people say, well, you, you just got to be a righteous person. You just got to be more righteous. You got you to do better and everything. No, 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 no. That's not how that thing works. You become righteous by being living a life by faith. And as you live a life by faith, you become more righteous. That's how it works. Okay? Now, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Look at what this says. But the righteous one will live by his faith. The righteous one will live by his faith. Notice that this is not talking about the faith of God. It's talking about the faith that you have, your faith. The righteous one will live by your faith, by his own faith. Okay? So you must live by faith. So changing gears a little bit. Okay? We're talking about this same thing, living by faith. But if you live by faith, that means that you are producing something. No production no producing of any kind of fruit that is a demonstration of your faith means that you are not truly living by faith. Okay? You're going to have to produce something out of your life. But the question is, what are you producing daily? See, hear me. You've you got to produce something out of your spirit instead of out of your mind. Your mind will produce stuff all day long. Actually, things that you think maybe even are faith. <laughs> right? Come on, we've all made some mistakes. We thought, well, I thought that, I thought that well, I was walking by faith, living by faith. You know, did something by faith, but then we realized it was just us. Come on, we've all done it. We've all, we've all, we're all guilty of it. We do it all the time. Okay? But see, your spirit is already pre-designed to produce faith. Hmm. That right there, we can preach on that for a whole week. Your spirit is already pre-designed to produce faith. It's already in there. It's already in you. Okay? Now, let's look at this example. I don't have it on the screen. But I'm going to turn to, you just write it down. I don't need you to go there. But just write down the reference. Genesis chapter 2. Okay? Going all the way back to the very beginning during the creation process. 
I've already alluded to the creation once already, but Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. Genesis 2, 19. Write that, write that scripture down. It says this right here. Watch. It says, So the Lord God formed out of the ground every wild animal and every bird in the sky and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. What does this have to do with any of this? I want you to really grasp this today as an example. Who gave the animals their names? Adam. Man did. Adam. But who picked the name? God. How did Adam get the names? By the Spirit. Through the Spirit. So it came through his Spirit. But now Adam is going to manifest it by speaking in faith to activate what God has already spoken to his Spirit. Adam would have never in his own fleshly, earthly capability would have been able to sit there and name every single thing upon this earth. It would have had to come by the Spirit of God. God said, Adam, what you say is what it will be. That's faith right there. Come on. This is an example of faith all the way from the very beginning. Very first person that was upon this earth. God gave the ability to give us the power to manifest something by faith. And whatever we speak by faith, it's activated, and that thing is what it is. My God. So you're saying that Adam had to have faith to name the animals? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Who Did y'all win? All right, good job. Who in, the, who in their right ability, in any kind of ability, would have the means to be able to come up intellectually with a name of something that they have never seen, they have never heard before, they don't even understand? How intellectually can somebody come up with that? They can't. It can only come by faith through the Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. So it came through the Spirit. Adam is going to manifest it by speaking out in faith. And when he manifests it by speaking it out, come on, then it is activated. What is activated? Whatever God has already spoken. Woo! That's it right there. Come on, when you speak, hallelujah, you are activating what God has already spoken. So when you speak to your body and say it to, you know, in, in the area of being healed, when you speak to your body, you are already saying what God is saying over you. Woo! Come on, this is so good right here. You got to capture this today. This is why your words are so powerful, okay? What comes out of your mouth as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? This is why you got to watch what's being produced out of you because it's either going to be coming from your flesh or it's going to be coming from the faith that's in you. And the faith that's in you comes from God, okay? He's the one that puts that faith in there. But faith already knows the outcome. Woo! 
And so you have got to get into the posture and into the into the setting, if you will, and the mode of faith where you speak things by faith through the Spirit. If Adam had the ability to speak to every living creature upon this earth and give it its name by the Spirit manifesting, come on, through faith, you have the ability to speak to any situation, come on, and speak things as though they aren't. Come on, that's what the Word of God says. You can transform and change anything in your life by opening up your mouth and speaking by faith. Woo! Everybody just do it with me. Woo! Come on, I just, I just feel it today, I'm telling you. I feel the anointing today because I feel your faith stirring up in this room. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Do you believe that with me today? So how does this work? Your faith, or excuse me, your spirit, your spirit is activated by faith, and it taps into the spirit of God to receive the revelation and wisdom needed in that moment for that situation. I'm going to say it again. I want you to capture this. Your spirit is activated by faith and taps into the spirit of God to receive the revelation and wisdom needed in that moment or for that situation or whatever it may be. Okay? So this is why when we say, well, you just got to have faith. You got to speak it out in faith. You got to believe in faith. This is why it's so important. Because if you're not doing it by faith, then what are you doing it by? You will never receive that healing. You will never receive that breakthrough. You will never receive that whatever it may be if you are not speaking by faith. Now, thankfully, this man had enough faith-believing friends to receive for him. But can I tell you something today? That's not always the case. God's looking for your faith. I mean, now, if, if, you know, if, 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 I, if I brought in a paralytic man and I have enough faith for, for, you know, for God to you know, heal him and stuff, it may happen, even through my faith, if he's got no faith alone. It may happen that way. I believe that. It could, it could take place. That's what we read in the Word of God. Okay? But God is looking for your faith. <laughs> Where is your faith at? Amen? Now, if God... Let me, let me just say this now. We won't know until we get to heaven. And I'm not a, I'm not a scholar or a theologian. But let me, let me just say this. I believe that God, I believe that that man, that paralytic man, did not believe. I don't, I don't think for a moment, there is not a trace of anything that would lead me to believe that he was a faith person. Or he followed God. Or he even believed in God or anything else. He probably was not. Because of his situation that he dealt with his whole entire life, he probably believed that there was no such thing as a God. He probably believed that there was no way that he would ever be healed. So it took the faith of others. Now, why do I believe this to be true? Because Jesus, if, if that man had some sort of faith, Jesus would immediately have said, get up and walk. But he said, son... Your sins are forgiven. <laughs> In other words, you don't believe me. You don't love me. You don't know me. But I'm forgiving you and washing you of your sins right now because of my grace and compassion for you. And I'm going to show you how powerful I am to, to, to literally eliminate your sin and forgive you and show my compassionate love upon you. And after I do that, then I'm going to manifest the healing.
Sometimes we don't have the faith that we need for the situation that we're in or the thing that we're facing. But God is so good in his mercy and grace. And he says, you know what? In some situations, I know you don't have the faith to believe. But I'm going to show you how powerful I am and how loving I am and how graceful and how good I am. That I'm going to take you out of your situation. You better believe that you're going to pick up that mat and you're going to be able to walk home. But before you do that, I've got to get your heart right. I love you. (laughs) That's how good God is. That's how good God is. I don't have time to go into all that today. But number one, you must live by faith. And number two is this. Once you live by faith, you got to keep the faith. This is big right here. You can't just live by faith in a moment and, 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 and think that everything's okay and say, well, you know, I was living by faith and that's all it took. But now it goes a step further in the sense of you got to keep that you got to keep that faith that you had. You cannot allow your faith when you are living by faith to diminish you have got to keep that same faith level. You got to keep increasing in your faith daily. Okay? You got to go, we just read the scripture. We got to go from faith to faith. We got to go from faith to faith. Okay? You see, church, once you have the faith and you're living by faith, then you have got to hold fast to that faith. What happens next? The fight isn't over all the stuff or the situation. The fight is now over your faith. (laughs) The enemy is not interested no longer in your situation. The enemy is now interested in what can I do to rob you of your faith. You had the faith to believe. It brought you this far. Now he says... Okay, I obviously couldn't take away this and that and do this and that. So now what I'm going to do, I'm going to come after their faith. I'm going to shake up their faith. He did it to Jesus. He did it to him when he tempted him. Right? Come on. If he can do it to Jesus, we know for dang as heck sure he does it for us. All right? Again, not giving him credit. I'm just saying this is how it operates. This is how it works. This is how the enemy wants to get into your life. He wants to shake up your faith. Not in a good way, in a negative way. Okay? He wants to get your faith on shambles. You hear me loud and clear. The enemy isn't after you. He's after your faith. He's not after you. Don't say, oh, the enemy's just so after my family right now. No, he's not after your family. He could care less about your family. He cares about your faith. He's seeing your faith go to new levels, your faith go to new heights. He's seeing how faithful you're being to the Lord, how obedient you are to him, and he is going to try to come in and shake up anything and everything he can. Why? He's not after all the stuff. He's after your faith. Because he knows. Watch this. He knows that if he can get your faith messed up, he can get your life messed up. He does not come to mess up your life. 
Quit saying that. Quit saying, oh, the devil's just been attacking me and my family. He's just after us. No, he's not. He don't care about you. He's after the faith that you have. He's after the faith that your daughter's trying to get inside of her right now. He's after all the kind of faith that is rising up within your household. That's what he's after. My Lord. So you need to know when we say you got to have dauntless faith, you got to believe in faith, you got to let your faith increase, you better know what's coming after that. You got to be prepared. Okay? This is why dauntless faith isn't intimidated by the enemy. There is no fear associated with dauntless faith because that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He sees your faith on the rise. He sees faith being activated. So what does he do? He comes in with fear. He comes in with intimidation. He comes in and starts shaking things up and stirring things up. And that's how he begins to operate because he knows that if he can begin to get your faith unwavering, then here comes the shambles of your life. Come on, somebody say amen. I don't know who I'm helping this morning. Woo. Hallelujah. So faith requires you to hold tight. Hold fast. Hold strong. Amen. You see, people, people won't run their mouth to you and about you in the midst of a situation. But as soon as you start holding on to fast, they'll begin speaking. They, they, won't, they won't talk about you when you don't have faith. <laughs> they talk about you when you do have faith. <laughs> you know, When you're doing something in faith and by faith and living by faith, that's when they'll start talking. Hello? That's exactly how it works. They ain't after you. They could care less when you're just living your average life, doing average things, have nothing to do with faith, Nothing to do with living by faith and for faith and, and all that kind of, They don't care about you. But as soon as you start living by faith, as soon as you start preaching faith, as soon as you start walking by faith, then all of a sudden voices begin to get louder and louder. Hello, where did they come from? Oh, it must be because I'm living by faith. Whew. It must be because I'm holding on to faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, somebody asked me at work this week, a co-worker, who knows nothing about me. I mean, nothing. She said to me, she said, Austin, how do you remain so consistent and strong all the time? I said, I am. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I didn't know, she, you know this person you know, would notice anything like that and say anything about, you know, about me or whatever. She's like, you're always so strong, like nothing bothers you. And I said, that's really interesting you say that. Because I said, Melissa says the same thing. She says, I don't understand how nothing bothers you. It bothers me, but it won't bother you. And I said, I said, you know what? I began to share some of my life story. So I think that after you go through some stuff, after you face some challenges, and after, you know, the enemy comes at you in a million different plus ways, and you go through some stuff, it's a lot easier to remain stronger in the present day than it was back then. Your faith increases as you go. Come on, does it not? Your faith increases as you go. So when a situation comes up, you are least likely to be moved by that situation because you know how God, through faith, brought you out of the last situation. Woo! 
And you know that he is not going to fail you. He is not going to let you down. And if you continue to live by faith and hold fast to faith, you're going to make it through whatever that situation is. So when someone says, how are you so strong all the time? How are you so consistent? How, how do you not let things bother you? Your answer is, because of my faith. Because faith won't let me be moved. Faith won't let me be shaken. Faith won't let me be swayed to the left or right. Faith won't allow me to operate in fear or think fearful thoughts. or think, Well, what if this or what if that or worry come upon me? Faith will not allow that. That's the kind of faith that you got to have. You pay all your bills. You just paid all of them. And you got this much money left. And say, oh my God, what am I going to do? No, it, hallelujah. Thank you, God, you're going to provide for me again. And next month I'm going to have everything I need to pay the bills. See, you got to change the way that you think and feel about the situation because you got to operate by faith. you got to live by faith. you got to hold fast to the faith that you have. If not, what do you got? So watch this. When, you, when you're locked into faith, you're vulnerable on all sides. When you're locked into faith. But it's then when God says, I've got you covered. When you are locked into faith, when you are holding on to faith, when you are steadfast in your faith, when you are clinging to your faith, you are now more vulnerable on all sides. But it is then when God really rises up to the occasion and says, I've got you. Let them come at you from behind. Guess what? I've got your back. Let them come at you from your side. But guess what? I've got your right and I've got your left. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God says to you, you keep holding tight, I've got you covered. You keep holding tight, I've got your back. You keep holding tight, I've got you surrounded on all sides. Hallelujah. Come on, that's what the Word of God says. He is not going to allow the enemy to sneak up on you. He is not going to allow him to mess with your kids. He is not going to allow him to mess with your job or mess with your finances or mess with anything in your life. Why? Because he's got you surrounded and he's got you covered all the way around. Come on, from the top to the bottom, everywhere in between. He's got you covered. But it only comes when you're locked into faith. You got to stay locked into faith. What does that mean? Don't give up. Don't give up. When things begin to look differently, you say, I'm still locked into this faith. I'm still clinging on to this faith. I'm still strong in my faith. When things begin to look shaky on the outside, I still got the same faith that I started with. Hallelujah. Come on. Because pretty soon, guess what? You're going to make it on the other side of that thing. Say, I don't know how I made it. But I made it. But I know how I made it. I made it by faith. Hallelujah. Come on. The waves may come. And the wind may blow. But if you just hold fast to your faith, you're going to make it no matter what. You know what? You know what we should say? Let the wind blow. Come on. Bring it on. Hurricane force winds, bring it on. Come on, come to my house, see what happens. Come on, let the winds blow, let the waves be crashing over me. Come on, I want the strongest waves to try to hit me. Come on, I'm firm in my faith. Hallelujah. I'm firm in my faith. All of this to say number three, right? So number one, 
You must live by faith. Number two, you got to keep that faith. Now, number three is this. This is the key to everything right here. you got to speak the dauntless language. you got to speak dauntless language. This is it. How you speak is going to determine everything. Not even how hard you can hold on to your faith. About, it's about what's coming out of your mouth now. What is being produced out of you. Now that, 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 now that right there changes some things. Now that right there should help you shift your perspective. And transform the way that you operate. Because dauntless faith requires you to speak a different kind of language. A faith language. A dauntless faith language. Okay? It's not, oh, I think God can do it. It's, I know He will do it. Maybe God will come. No, no, no. He will come through. Come on. It's a different kind of language. you got to transform the way that you speak. you got to change it. It's got to come out differently. It's got to completely come out differently. Listen, church, if you're going to live by faith and you're going to hold fast, then you have got to change the way you talk. Period. You've got to change the way that you talk. Okay? This is so, man, this right here is the most critical thing of everything that I've spoken about so far this morning. Because hear me, it may not look like anything is changing, but you speak like the dauntless anyways. You speak by faith. You speak dauntless faith anyways. The language that comes out of your mouth, even when it doesn't look like things are changing, come on, is going to determine the outcome and determine how things go and transform and happen in your life. You want to know why a lot of people fail to see manifestation of their healing? Because they talk as if they still have symptoms. My God help us. We talk like our situation is still so relevant to the right here, right now. Doctor says, I don't know. You're a diabetic. Just make it up. Doctor says, you've been diagnosed with diabetes. You're a diabetic. And you get shaky and this is a, well, man, there's my diabetes acting up. Or there's my this or that. Right? There's my blood sugar going up crazy. No, 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 no. That's not the way you speak. Okay. I'm healed in Jesus' name. These symptoms do not have any authority over my life right now in the name of Jesus. I know what the doctor says, but I am speaking against these symptoms right now. Come on. I'm gonna, and, and that's what you gotta do. Okay, you gotta change. You gotta change the way that you speak over your situation. I'm not talking just about your body, I'm talking about in all things, okay? Let listen to me, listen to me loud and clear. Let the spit, let the symptoms speak for themselves. But you cannot allow the symptoms to talk for you. You cannot allow the symptoms to talk for you. I'm telling you, you don't have to be sick. You don't have to. See, your faith doesn't speak according to what is seen. Your your faith speaks according to what is unseen. Your faith doesn't speak according to what is seen. Your faith speaks according to what is unseen. We can't see it. We don't see faith. Now, we see faith at work. We see faith at action. But we can't see faith. So faith 
is believing in something that is unseen. We can't see it until it's made manifest. And then we say, wow, glory to God. When the Bible says in, in, in multiple areas, your faith has made you well. When he turned and he spoke to the woman who touched the hem of his garment and said, your faith has, be, has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. He didn't lay his hand on her and send forth his healing power into her. He didn't have to do that. It was her faith alone that healed her body. And that's the kind of faith that we have to have. That, that powerful God, strong, come on, dauntless kind of faith. Amen? Amen. 